This is the Best of the Adam Gold Show podcast, brought to you by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. Gary Williams, Five Clubs Golf, is joining us from LACC here on the Adam Gold Show. This is the first time that I can remember a venue in which basically nobody has any any idea how it's going to play. We have nothing. We have nothing to go by. Everybody's flying blind. What do you think? I'm very disappointed in you that you did not watch the Walker Cup in 2017 that was played at Los Angeles Country Club. <laughs> if you loved it as much as I think and know you do, that's very disappointing. Oh, my gosh. You're I right. apologize. Nobody has seen it. Um, <laughs> it you know, it's if you look back, though, the, the, the USGA has made, you know, they've tried to, ex- and, and look, they've, they've kind of done an about-face as far as their rotation. But when they went to Chambers Bay in 2015, um, you know, they had played a U.S. amateur there. When they went to Aaron Hills in 2017, uh, that was new for everybody. Yeah. Again, they had played a U.S. amateur there. Uh, but, but similarly, in, in to an even lesser degree, the Walker Cup is a, you know, is a very small, intimate team competition mm-hmm. put on by the USGA. But you're right. Look, to, to play a U.S. Open in, in a market like Los Angeles for the first time, since the late 40s when Ben Hogan won at Riviera. It's pretty extraordinary, and I think a lot of people, Adam, are going are gonna to see this golf course and then go, wait a second, that's where I think it is, right? Like, that's Beverly Hills? Yeah. Like, that, that is, that's Hollywood a couple miles away in the shadows of downtown Los Angeles right off of Wilshire Boulevard? Yes, it's incredible. Gary Williams, Five Clubs Golf, is joining us here. We know that Chambers Bay was uh, a logistical nightmare for a lot of people, and I know the conditions were a little spotty. There was uh, the the entire course was yep. fescue. Um, I know Aaron Hills was a score fest, which can be in many ways weather related. I did see some video where uh, if you miss the fairway. Your ball goes right to the bottom in four-inch thick rough. Uh, are we expecting the conditions to be like that where, you know, if you miss the fairway, it's a half-shot penalty? I think it's possible. They've had a very, um, you know, very uh, wet winter, early spring. Mm-hmm. You know, the marine layer out here, which I don't profess to, to understand completely. <laughs> the point is, it's been cloudy here for months. And they've gotten uh, a significant amount of rainfall in, in comparison to what they're accustomed to getting. So the rough is, it's not as dense as, as they would, I think, like it to okay. be. There are spots that it is. Now, Adam, one of the things is that, look, they're, they're playing a U.S. Open with Bermuda Rough for the first time since Pinehurst in 2005. When they went back to Pinehurst in 2014, they'd stripped all yeah. that Bermuda Rough. That's all, as you know, that's all you know, sandy mm-hmm. and native areas now. So that that is new. It's going back to something they haven't experienced in a while. Uh, the other thing about this golf course that, that is different from, from most U.S. Opens is that, you know, we think of U.S. Opens and it's, it's a lot of plotting. It's a lot of, you know, tight fairways. And, and like you said, you know, dense, whether it is Kentucky bluegrass or, 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 or bent grass, uh, that you know, the kind of a longer, longer blade Bermuda grass. 
it's weird. It's kind of evil. It doesn't <laughs> look bad. And then you then you go, well, where's my ball? And it gets to the bottom. Right. So, but but there are a lot of fairway height surrounds uh, on this golf course. So so if you miss a green, there's going to be a lot of options. This is not a hack and hope kind of situation. If you miss a green, yeah, there there are a lot of you know gnarly fescue areas around these these very cavernous and and kind of brawny bunker uh bunkers that you you see on this golf course um it's different the ground will be more of a factor you're going to place some shots along the ground it's it is firm now it's going to get firmer if they get some sun as the week progresses there's no rain in the forecast this place is going to be bouncy uh, by the weekend Gary Williams, Five Clubs Golf, is joining us here on the Adam Gold Show. All right, now to the uh, the elephant, the giant elephant, uh, yeah. the Dumbo in the room. Uh, this is the first time that we have all the players, the best players in the world together since the announcement of the, we'll just call it partnership, or the investment from the public investment fund into the world of professional golf here in the U.S. and in Europe. So what is... I mean, I guess everybody is still angry. So your thoughts on where they sit as we're about a week removed from the announcement? I think they sit with, with a lot of questions. I, and I don't, you know, I just sat through three press conferences, did a one-on-one interview with Colin Morikawa, but asked a question of John Rahm and, and about 10 minutes ago of, of Brooks Kepka, And I didn't ask any of them about that. And yes, there were questions asked of them. And, and the consistent refrain from all three of those guys uh, was, look, I don't, I don't have any more answers. I don't know any more than I knew last week. Um, they're, they're over-talking about it. And I, I'm not trying to be – I'm not being lazy. I just know that I'm not – what I would get if I asked a question oh, is yeah. guesswork. And, and just like you, like I, I'm going to wait, and it's going to take some time for us to kind of understand what the details are and i i think based on what i know there are not a lot of details other than like you said this this partnership slash framework of an agreement uh to to basically look here's what we know that they wanted to end the litigation both parties did so that we know definitively is going to happen beyond that i think a lot of people are guessing and then adam finally and very quickly two things about like this week one this is this is not the PGA Tour's business this week. This is not a tour right. event. It's a major. And, and because it's a major, like these players are trying to move past those <laughs> questions as quickly as they can. And I get it. I, I totally get it. And I got to tell you, I'm, I'm exhausted from what the last week has been in terms of trying to understand it and realizing that nobody knows very much. And, and the posturing that the, the, the PGA Tour side has done primarily through the, the thoughts of Jimmy Dunn, who is kind of the broker mm-hmm. on this entire deal. That's one side of the story. We haven't heard anything from Yasser, who is, you know, the, the man who runs the public investment fund and live is, you know, he is, you know, he's the point guy on live. Greg Norman is no longer the point guy. We know mm-hmm. he's going to be out altogether uh, soon enough. So it's, it's hanging around, um, but people are trying to kick Dumbo out of the tent. <laughs> All right, final thing about this, and I just your yeah. your thoughts. Do you think that the Live Tour exists in 2024? Adam Gold here with my man, Coach Pete Deruta, Capital Financial Advisory Group. Are most of your clients hands-on, or they just give you their money and let it work for them? 
about 90%, give the money, and then we meet every year and, and go through status reports, sure. have a financial pit stop, make sure everything's fine. It is like a puzzle, Adam, but for the next 10 of you, we'll solve your own retirement puzzle at no cost or obligation. Call and claim your comprehensive review with Coach Pete and the team, 888-843-0013, or text Adam to 600-700. Adam Gold is a paid spokesman. Investment advisory services offered by Capital Financial Advisory Group, a North Carolina registered investment advisor. Um, I think, I think it's possible there could be a handful of events um, but my, my, my instinct tells me, my instinct tells me no, but I'm not going to say that emphatically. I, I think that the likelihood is that it doesn't, but I won't be shocked if there is some type of, um, you know, mutated form of live, whether it's half of the event. Um, I, I but I, my, my gut tells me it won't, um, but if it does at all, it's not going to be 14 events like it was this year. Yeah, my guess, if I was going to speculate, I would say that it would be events that, you know, the best players in the world qualify for and play in the fall when the rest of the tour is playing in those other events to qualify to get back into uh, whatever the tour looks like. And who knows what that's going to look like because all the plans that we had in the past might end up being uh, torn up and starting over from scratch based on everything that is happening. Gary Williams, Five Clubs Golf, is joining us from L.A. Country Club. All right, does this course, set, does does it favor any particular player? I mean, it's not overly long. It's only listed at 7,200 yards. I don't know how long it's going to play. It might play longer. It might play shorter. Does uh, does this course have a favorite type of player? Um, I think that there is there's the ability for us to see variety. This week, because of um, the, the fact that there is width to the fairways, I think the, the actual effective width is less than what the statistics are going to tell you. Like, if the average width of the fairways is 43 yards, I just asked Colin Morikawa what he thinks the actual number is. He said he thinks a third less of that because of the amount of slope and, and kind of camber that you have on, you know, for instance, three, five, eight. 13 all have spines that will propel the ball in, in wider, whether it's left or right. And literally a, a ball that's in almost in the center of the fairway could find itself in the right or left rough. Um, with that being said, I do think that there is a creative component that could be on display. I think this golf course is going to allow these guys to show off, which I don't think is something that you normally associate with, with the U S open. And I think because there is, you know, visually, you see, you know, you see scale, and you do see like there is room, particularly on the on the second nine. But I do think that people have talked about Australia golf and the sand belt. I like Cam Smith. I liked him mm-hmm. last week. I've been out here before. Um, he's not the greatest driver of the golf ball, but he's not going to have to be necessarily. And also, I think that you know these greens are very exacting. They're not particularly big greens. Um, but again, options around the greens, I think speed, if his wrist is right, this could be as good a chance as he has of picking off his second U S open. But, you know, I'll start at the top of the food chain. I mentioned Brooks Kepka. He, he, he is the favorite in my mind. I didn't pick him to win. Just I'll play the odds of, you know, guys don't win a lot of back-to-back major championships. And then Scotty Scheffler as well, uh, because there's nothing he doesn't do exceptionally well, except putt. And all he has to be is average this week. If he does everything else like he's been doing it, 
there's no reason to believe he won't be right there to the end. But I do think that we're going to see more styles that have a chance to contend. Gary Williams is joining us. Scotty Scheffler, just it's automatic he's going to be in the mix. It seems like I can't remember the last time he wasn't. And I realized last year he finished outside the top 40 at Congaree. Uh, at the CJ Cup, <laughs> and he was gassed. He had just played the President's Cup. That he had nothing. And yeah, I mean, it's ridiculous. <laughs> uh, all right, you you mentioned President's Cup, so final thing, and I'll let you go, Gary Williams. I appreciate your time. Um, you think Brooks Kepka and Dustin Johnson will be on this year's Ryder Cup team? I think Kepka is a lock. I think DJ, um, you know, if he shows some form in the in the final two majors, I just don't know how much Zach I like Zach Johnson. I'm going to get before, you know, an assembled media scrum and say, well, you know, he played well at Trump's Doral. <laughs> I mean, he's just not, not going to do that. Right. I think he has to show something. And I also think, you know, the intangible part of this, as you know, is that, look, guys like DJ, the guys who are yeah. the, the core of that team, he's not going to disrupt the mojo nope. in the team room. So I think Kepka's a lock. I think DJ has a reasonable chance. Yeah, I, I agree. I remember Colin Morikawa saying, I believe it was before the President's Cup, how much he missed Dustin Johnson. There was a they he they the same thing. Yeah, yeah. They they like I don't think the same is gonna happen for the European side. Uh at uh you know, I don't think we're gonna see Sergio or Poulter or Westwood or those guys, uh or Thomas Peters, although they could probably use somebody like Thomas Peters, whether or not he has played very well or not this year. Gary Williams Five Clubs Golf at Gary Williams on Twitter. I th- Gary Williams one up on Twitter. I appreciate your time, sir. Enjoy the open, and I'll talk to you soon. Adam, thank you, buddy. Take care. Did you know that your unused medications could end up in the wrong hands? It's important to keep your medication secure in a locked location, such as a locking box or locking cabinet. When it's time to dispose of them, safety and properly dispose of old, expired, or unused meds by using an at-home disposal product or a medication disposal box in your community. Don't miss out on medication take-back events happening near you. Don't let anyone take what's yours. Lock your meds. Be aware. Don't share. Learn more at lockyourmeds.org nc.